Hey everybody, and welcome to the No Name Podcast. This is Quinn Charisma, and I'm just uh, sitting here. It's late uh, Tuesday night. Actually, it's about um, Wednesday morning around 2 o'clock, I guess. I don't know. I was just sitting here, bored and everything. I said, I'll get on there and do a little episode of the old old podcast thing thingamajig here. And I was like, what am I going to talk about? I was like, I just got through watching the Reds game where I taped it earlier tonight. And they lost 10 innings to the Cubs. But, you know, that's it's all right. Uh, I was thinking about, well, I guess I could talk about the um, AEW show from this past weekend. Um, I uh, checked it out, watched it and everything, and... Um, Watch the pre-show buy-in, whatever they call it. I guess they call it the buy-in. Um, uh, I guess I'll give a few of my thoughts and everything about it. Uh, I don't know. I'm just going to be rambling, mostly, probably. But, um... Oh, I know what I was going to say. Um, before I started on that, um... AEW show. Um... I was going to say something the other day when... Me and Mark Gordy was on here, just shooting the bull. But uh, the um, the home run derby, the All Star game was horrible this year. ESPN is horrible. I, the first, like the first batter, I can't remember the first batter was, but the camera, everything was fine. And then the the second guy come up, and they started changing the the camera angles, and it was just horrible. And uh, I don't know, I just, I don't know, it, it was, it seemed like they, you know, was too busy talking about stupid stuff, and the camp, just the camera was missing stuff, and, you know, I, I don't know, I just didn't care for it, um, but it was crazy all those home runs was hit, but, uh, I just was, the, I don't remember who the first batter was, but, uh, who it was, but they, all the camera, it was fine the way they were showing it, and then, well, it wasn't like the second the second batter they changed I think they did like a split screen I think. That's like it was horrible. But um I mean what you gonna do? It's ESPN, they do what they want. And then uh then the all star game next night, it was alright. Nothing really really was stuck out about it, you know, so um but I just had to complain about ESPN. They basically ruined it. But anyway, I'm rambling on now. Uh, trying to think of some other stuff. I, the other day, I was sitting around thinking about stuff. I wrote down a bunch of stuff I was going to talk about, and I had no idea where I put the list at. <laughs> and then, from the way it looks, like nobody's listening to this the podcast anyway. I don't know if I'm not uh, putting it out there to, I guess, I, I don't know if even uh, posted that one about me and Mark. I know that second episode we did of it, it got all messed up. Uh, I'm going to try to just delete, delete that completely off. So we'll have the one episode. And hopefully tomorrow we might try to do another little short um, 45-minute hour episode. Hopefully tomorrow uh, i check back with him see if he's going to be available. But um, cause I don't know if he's watched the um, AEW show um might bring it up a little bit, but I'm going to just go over it tonight. All right, getting back to because of the pre-show, it's called the buy-in. 
uh, first match was Peter Avalon versus Sonny Kiss. Um, excuse me. Whew. That was nasty. Um, yeah, Peter Avalon versus Sonny Kiss. Uh, not a bad match for opening match. Um, you know, for today's style, you know, uh, didn't notice uh, some of uh, Sonny Kiss's kicks were really weak. Um, you know, I... I don't know. It just um, it just some of his kicks just look really, really weak. Uh, Peter Avalon, um, I think he's a really good worker for his size. You know, I've I've watched him for a long time, for many years, um, back you know from uh, uh, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. Watched him since then. Uh, I just think. Um, I think he's a pretty good worker. He's really good heel. Um, I can get really good heat um, from back in the day from stuff I seen when he was heel. Um, the um, sometimes notice thing I think is funny is all these all these ghost bashing cornet um, saying uh, back when he did that review saying that Kiss looks like he just got off work at the drag show and. You know, I was saying that's the other thing I understand. That's what he looked like when he came out for that battle royal. Cornet was saying, and and then at this show, um, during uh, Sonny Kiss's intro, when he comes out, he comes out there dancing with Jaguar cheerleaders. You know, dancing, and it looks like a drag show. I mean, basically. So, um, what Cornet got bashed for? Which didn't make no sense is because, I mean, that's supposed to be the gimmick, right? It comes out there, uh, trans whatever the crap it is. I don't want to get that because I don't know if it'll, I'll get in trouble for saying I'm racist. I'm not right, but you know what I'm saying. But my whole thing, it's a gimmick. That's what you see. That's what you. That's what the gimmick is. And people are trying to, you know, bash Cornette because he's saying it looks like the guy just got off work at the drag show well yeah that's supposed to be his gimmick you know you got your gimmick in your real life what's I mean come on people it's wrestling it's a work you know that's what he comes out the ring like that so what in the world's the difference I don't know people just want the wrestling mentality of these fans are just it don't make any sense um, but yeah they all got mad because he said that and lo and behold he comes out dancing and Doing all that crap and remind me of a drag show. Anyway, getting off that topic of that, but um, yes, the match is all right. Good opening match. Um, probably would have cut it down a couple more minutes, but um, uh, wasn't bad for what it was. Like I said, you know, opening match um, for today's style. And like I said, I I like Avalon. I think he's a good little worker for his size. Uh, then the next match was the ladies tag. Uh, it was uh, Nakajima and I guess I think it was Priestley versus uh, Britt Baker and Riho. This match went way too long. Uh, really, really long way. The crowd just—you could tell the crowd kind of poo-pooed on this one. Um, I don't know. I was really disappointed. That's the first time I've seen uh, Britt Baker, and I've heard good stuff about her, but um, she didn't look good at all. 
um, <laughs> one spot where she went to the wrong corner and tried to tag out in the wrong corner. Um, and then when she went back over, she went back over to her corner, tagged out. And then she like just laid on the apron forever, like she was hurt. I think she was trying to sell it that she was hurt when she, she wasn't hurt. She just got lost. But she just didn't impress me from all the stuff I've heard about her. Um, I don't know if, if she just got, you know, too nervous or whatever. But it, it, she looked not ready for to be on, you know, especially be going, fixing going, you know, going to TNT in a few months. Um, so she, uh, she didn't look good in that match. Um, I think I just dropped my tablet, just went sideways. Hopefully you can still hear me. Um, Vigor, I guess it was Priestley or Presley. I can't remember what they said her name. I've never seen her before. But she, what little she was in there, she looked really good. Uh, you know, big dominating heel. She looked really good. And what little bit I saw, what she did in the ring. Uh, Nakajima has some of the worst forearms and elbow shots I've ever seen. They were so bad. Um, you know, it's kind of hard to believe that somebody coming from, you know, Japan, a woman's rest from Japan, where they basically kill themselves over there, kill each other with their shots and stuff, that this girl was doing the forearms and elbows just looked pathetic. I mean, they were horrible looking. And I was just like, how in the world? You know, but I don't know. Um... The, uh, I guess I guess it's pronounced Riho. Riho. I don't know how you say the name. Uh, second time I've seen her, she was in that last. Uh, I think she was on that last show, but um, now she just don't do nothing for me. I don't. I don't. Know, the the um, so far of these Japanese wrestlers, the women Japanese wrestlers from uh, for AEW, have not been impressive at all. Um, what little bit of. Japanese woman wrestling I've seen the Josie or however you say that um, is it's way way more um, just better than than what I've seen so far from the Japanese women they have here in AEW uh, and for um, the um, I was gonna say New York I, I know most people don't know WWF WWE I'm sorry. I always call it New York, but a lot of people don't realize that that's what they used to be called. But anyway, I thought it was called WB. But the ones, Japanese women work for there, work there a lot, more, you know, and the ones I've seen, and just compared to these ones I've had, these couple shows have just, ugh, it's been really bad. Um, so that was the two uh, show, uh, the two uh, uh, matches on the, the, pre-show by the buy-in or whatever you want to call it. I don't know how it's really a buy-in. I don't know. You're not really buying it because it was a free one. Um, let's see. God, I broke down the main card. Was the main card... Okay. I guess I wrote it down. I don't know. It's, it's really late and I'm rambling a lot. I guess this is it. Um... It was a six-man. Um, was it MJF, Sammy Guerrero, how do you say his name? Sean Spears, Mark Jimmy Havoc, 
Bobby Allen and Joey Janela. Uh, first thing I say is Joey Janela needs to get some tights that fit him in the back. It's like he's like a centimeter from his butt crack showing the whole time. It's like I guess because it looks like he's got a piece of ply plywood in the back where he has no butt. His back just goes down all the way to his. It's like his back, his shoulders all the way down to his ankles is just one big thing. He has no shape, but his tights look hor It's horrible looking. Uh, so he definitely needs to get. I mean, look, his his tights look nice. I mean, whoever made them, you know, it it's, looks good, but. I mean, they just don't fit him right because it looks like <laughs> they, they're just hanging in the back. And it's like, just if he bends over, it's they're going to you're gonna be see, seeing butt cracking and everything. But besides that, um, let's see what else I thought about the matches, uh, that match. Uh, Havoc did a little, um, a little wrestling at the beginning, which was really, really good, I thought. Um, it, sh uh, it shows that, you know, He's just not a garbage, hardcore, deathmatch guy that he actually can work, which um, they say he actually uh, used to really, you know, work the English style and stuff, but um, that was good that he actually did a little bit of that in the match, you know, help it, to me it helps build, uh, people, you know, they see him for the first time and say, hey, this guy, you know, he looks like a freak, you know, but he actually had, you know, can wrestle me a little bit. So, actually, I think that was really good. Um, the, um, uh, the, what's his, the Sammy guy, Sammy Guevara, I can't pronounce these people's names. He, uh, I don't know, I didn't really, I don't know, I didn't really get much out of him. Well, I didn't, I just didn't, um, I don't know, see much of it. But, um, there was a lot of dangerous, uh, spots and stuff in this match carelessness and stuff I noticed um there was an arm drag on the um the Sammy guy Sammy I just want to say Sammy um he got arm drag like there was an arm drag and they like a throw I don't know where it was like a throw arm drag type gimmick and he went flying and into the corner like landed really really bad I mean it looked horrible like a I don't know, like a back of his shoulder, neck area. It looked like a really uh, bad bump that, you know, he might not, I don't think he got hurt, but, I mean, all these bumps these guys are taking nowadays, you know, they're not getting hurt, but it just takes one little thing, and, you know, and boom, you're hurt. Um, they did another big um, thing, uh, dangerous spot, or move, we don't call it, uh, who was it? I think it was uh, Janela, the Death Valley driver on Sammy, um, on the apron. And it's like, that's just, these guys are going to, they're, they're going to look back years down the road and, you know, wish they never, I mean, it's just hard bumps. It's crazy. That's really dangerous um, on that apron, picking a back bump, picking a bump on your back. And, um, about that's actually the time that's actually the top part of the match where the um where him and the death eye driver and they both fall off the, off the apron Janela's selling looks at the camera and flips off the camera and drops the f-bomb to cornet and uh i just stood there and looked i was like what a goof you know you you're 
you're in a spot that it's, I don't know how you're going to keep your spot when they go to TNT. Um, they're going to have to really hide him, hide his um, non, his flaws, <laughs> if you want to call him that, or his, his, his ability to work. Um, because he can't do death matches and I mean his I don't know what well, little bit I've seen of him I mean he can he can he can get by with his wrestling on indie levels but not um, not the main stage of what of what you know what this promotion should be or I'm sure what TNT expects they're going to get out of this promotion um, there's no way Janela's going to be able to um, unless he comes up with a different gimmick or something, something's going to have to change uh, especially him doing uh, flipping off the camera Cornette shows you that anybody says Cornette isn't relevant well he's, he's something because he's getting in these guys heads and um, <laughs> making they're thinking about him when they should be thinking about getting their self over best they can you know over in, you know, just be worried about their stuff. They're more worried about Cornette, you know. So it shows you that but these guys are a bunch of goofs, like Cornette says, you know. Um, another thing I didn't didn't understand was Havoc um, hit a um, a rainmaker. I can't remember who he hit it on. Um, he hit it on. It might have been on uh, Spears, because it was either Spears or uh, MJF. Uh, MJF. It was a bigger guy, but he hit the Rainmaker, and I was like, and he and it was. They took the big flip bump, you know. And I was like, there's no way you should be taking that big of a bump when a guy's arms look like broomsticks. That's the Rainmaker. Where he hits him with the broomstick. I mean, that's horrible. That dude should not be doing a Rainmaker. You know, even if he is, he shouldn't be doing it on the, the, you know, one of the two biggest guys in the match. <laughs> They're taking the big bump like that. It just looks stupid. But, um, match what it, you know, it was what it was. You know, it, if, you know, just everybody just doing crazy stuff, crazy bumps. A few flips out to them, you know, the floor and all that. So, I mean, if you like that stuff, you probably like the match. You know, I'm not into that, so I give that match a, let's say, a thumbs in the middle, you know. Uh, for what it, you know, for that style, and, uh, these them six-mans, they're all over the place. It don't matter really who's in them, or what kind of style you're really working. You know, they get, so, you know, I guess it, it did what it was supposed to do, but like I said, the, the funniest part was a dude, um, throwing out Cornette's name when he should be worried about himself. But anyway, so going to the next one, it was um, Alley against Brandy Rhodes. Um, I, I don't think Alley, I've seen her when, even when she was in TNA, I don't, I still don't think she's ready for the, to be main, you know, main TV, but there's a lot of girls at New York that, you know, people have said that through the years, they wasn't ready, but um, Randy Rhodes definitely is not ready. Um, well, I don't know she's got why well, she's got the job, but she's part of the company. Um, you know, 
she's in the management ownership, whatever you want to call it, so that's why she, but she don't really need to be in the ring. Um, awesome Kong came out at the beginning, um, I guess she was, she was, and Brandy Rose's corner, which I don't know, um, yeah, Rhodes is just really horrible. She tried to do a um, uh, a German suplex on Alley, and oh my gosh, it was horrible. It gosh, it was so bad. Um, if you saw the match, you know what I'm talking about. That was, <laughs> and, uh, I'm sorry if you know. Well, they might say, "Oh, Alley might have been sandbagging." My thing, if you're gonna do moves like that, even if the person sandbags, if you can't get them over. Don't do the move, you know. Um, this match went way too long, way too long. It, oh man! Yeah. Uh, so the two girls' matches have just been stinkers, were really stinkers. Um, finish was sloppy. Um, the afterbirth, the beatdown, then Ajakan, Ajakan, where do you say it? Makes a save. Um, I know Corn. I didn't listen to Cornette if he's did his review yet or not, but he's probably gonna say the same thing. Okay. Um, Asia Kong, Asia. I don't know how to pronounce her name. Just say the Asia Kong. She comes out to make the save. I guess they're gonna build up her and Awesome Kong to, I guess, to set up for the next show, but. She comes out there and they basically give no info on who Asia Kong is. Um, only reason I, you know, I've seen her before, but my thing, they're still missing the whole A and E still A and E. AEW's missing the whole thing. They're fixing to go to you know big time TV, and they're gonna the you know if people are. You gotta give these people's backgrounds. A lot of people don't know who she is. Uh, the Asia Kong, Asia Kong. I'll just call her A Kong. They don't know who A Kong is, you know. And so I mean, they just say, "Oh, she's, you know, big time in Japan." But they need to give more history of who she is, where she, you know. And so they do a little thing with her and Awesome Kong. Like I said it. I guess it's setting up for the. Um, next show or some I don't know who knows but um they just they need to give more background on these people and they you know to let people know it might you know it might be somebody's first time ever watching this you know because it's free and they're like they have no clue who these people are but you know the same with Cornette says you know they don't get no background on nobody they think everybody already knows who these people are they know all the, the history you know but nobody does except for the you know, their niche, you know, group of people. But anyway, the match, thumbs down. That was a stinker. Oh, it was bad. Brandy Rhodes does not need to be in the ring. Uh, Allie can have a good match if she has somebody in there to carry her. But, man, that, those two should not be in together in a match. And Brandy Rhodes definitely needs to be in there with somebody that can carry her. Somebody that knows how to carry somebody. Because she, oh, horrible. Okay, <laughs> I'm done with that. All right, the next thing, next match is that three-way tag. Dark Order versus Jack Owens and Angelico, however you say his name, Jungle Boy, 
and Luchasaurus. Okay. Another thing I want to know is Jungle Boy. Why does he wear boots? You know, I've never seen him until the last, that last show or the pay-per-view. I mean, the Battle Royal thing. That that monstrosity. He wears boots. Why does the Jungle Boy wear boots? That just makes no sense. He shouldn't have no nothing. He should go barefooted. He's a Jungle Boy. But anyway, so they come out and then um, Marco Stunt comes out with them. Um, I don't know how I feel about Marco Stunt. I don't know. He's just so he. It's kind of like Cornet says. They give no rhyme or reason why this. It looks like this twelve-year-old's out there in the ring. They really need to give some story history, storyline on him. You know, to to let people know that who who don't watch independent wrestling diehards, who this twelve-year-old-looking guy in the ring is. Yeah. Um. You know, I don't know. I don't know. It just, it's, I don't, yeah, he had the sizes there, but, man, he has, I don't know, he just looks, maybe they put a mask with, I don't even, but, you know, they don't want to do that, because they want the, you know, the indie crowd, because he's over the indie crowd, but, I don't know, I, my, I'm still out on, on him, I just don't know how to, you know, anyway. Like I said, there's going to be a lot of rambling tonight because it's really, really late, early in the morning, whatever. Um, the thing in the match was, I didn't understand, was how the ref just sit there and let Stunt interfere in the match, come in the, actually come in the ring and, you know, it wasn't like he just interfered from the outside. He actually come in the ring and did stuff. You know, that, that's just stupid. That makes no sense. No sense at all. Um, you know, before then they made him leave, but before that, I mean, he was in the ring doing spots and stuff. You can't do that, you know? Um, you know, because then you'll have a match. If you just let people just keep running in your matches, that's going to, you know, you're, you're taking away some of, like, I hate DQ finishes and stuff, but, you know, you have to do them every now and then, you know? Uh, so, basically, you're just killing yourself. you you can't have DQ matches when you have all these matches where people come in and do go in the match, start doing spots and stuff. So I don't understand that. Uh, like I said, it was just stupid. Um, the Black Order uh, finish is dangerous. Um, the um, Stu Grayson, stupefied guy, he's going to get his ankles broke because when he does that, when they come off that top, if you watch his he. Well, you land, he's got to stretch, and he stretches out to. I mean, it's just it's dangerous. The guy taking the bump, it, you know, it looks, it, the bump looks safe for the guy taking the bump, but the guy giving, like I said, the the um, stupefied, his uh, he's gonna break, end up breaking his ankles, um, you know. So, uh, like I said, the match is a typical typical three way, you know, style. Just everybody getting their stuff in, crazy stuff. Um, the uh, I give it about a thumbs in the middle, I guess. It was all right for what it was. Um, kind of shocked that um, they put the Dark Order over. 
I figured they'd put Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus over. Um, which I think they could really do something with them too. Um, I think yeah, I think they could really do something. Um, but throwing stunt with them, I I, I, kinda, I think it kind of I don't know this you know because I think they kind of go with that that you know the the boy and his dinosaur. Then you get the boy and his dinosaur and what his little brother. I don't know. I think it don't make sense to me. But what do I know? I'm just a uh, a has-been that never was that's better, I guess. Um, so, you know, that for a three-way, now that, you know, today's style, it was, you know, it was all right. Um, then the next match was Kip Sabian versus Adam Page. Um, I think, let's see, it went, it was really long. Um, Page, um, well, I saw, you know, a little bit of him when he first started in Ring of Honor. Um, and I don't really watch today's product. I haven't watched, well, independent product in hardly a long time or kept up with it. But um, I thought Paige was really good when he was, you know, first starting out Ring of Honor. You could tell he was going to be a star. Um, to me, uh, Sabian, Paige looked, Paige looked TV ready, looked big time. You know, looked um, WWE. He had that look. Kip Saban looked to me looked indie, indie, indie wrestling. To me, it looked just too. It looked like um, you know, top guy against an opening card guy. You know, but uh, oh, I know it was. I'm sorry. I need to go back to that six man <laughs> since Jack Evans. That, that dude is. He's put, he's got some age on him now. He's been around forever. He's still doing all that crazy flipping stuff. So I got to give it to Jack Evans. He's still out there, you know. And he still kills me with his little windmill break dancing at the beginning. But anyway, I just I forgot I forgot about that. Yeah, he to be he's getting up there in age now for, but he still does all that crazy flipping and stuff and everything. But anyway, getting back to the Anna Page and Sabian thing. Um, I think it went way, way too long. Um, I think Paige got hurt on the uh, double stomp because he didn't kick out of the pin. There, <laughs> the referee went down to three, and the guy, I think Sabian, lifted up. And I, I think by that time, because he didn't kick out, I think he just shot. I don't know. He didn't kick out. I think he got hurt because that double stomp looked brutal. And when he hit it, I think he stiffed him so bad. And... Um, then um, Saban dropped, uh, uh, got dropped on his head and shoulder on a suplex. Um, or did he drop? I can't remember. I'm trying to remember. <laughs> I wonder when I'm going to this to my podcast. <laughs> um, but I remember one of them got, that was a horrible looking suit, suplex. They got, uh, I think it was Sabian. Got, yeah, I think it was Sabian. Uh, suplex on his shoulder and his head looked really bad. Uh, another sick bump on the apron. Uh, oh, man. Another sick looking bump on the apron. Um, a big bump on the ramp. Uh, that was Paige. Took a big bump on the ramp. Um, 
these guys it just it just I, you know they might you know be sore the next day and everything but man this it's gonna add up it's, it's gonna add up fast on these boys you know they're not gonna be able to work in 10 years you know so I don't they're just trying to you know go all out and just get it while it's good or whatever but man oh, it's just so dangerous um like I said, the match, I think, went too long. Um, it was okay for, um, like I said, for today's style. It just, it's just, for me, it's hard to watch these matches that go that long, you know, go that long, because they have so many finishers, or, you know, it should be, and just high-impact moves, and everybody kicks out on That's like, you know, all, all the matches nowadays are like that, it seems like, but when the, these right here, they, this, especially this one, it went, it went really long and just, Stuff they just kept kicking out, and it's like, gosh. But um, like I said for, but that's all these matches it seemed like. So, um, you know, I guess it for what it is, <laughs> like the other ones, it's it was okay. It's for what it is, it's good, but it's not my cup of tea. Um, uh, after the match, um, um, uh, mask guy slides in. It's supposed to be one of the dark order. Uh, guys, and you could tell it was Jericho. <laughs> as soon as I zoomed in a little bit, you could see by the eyes it was Jericho. Um, you know, then he, he beats him up and takes the hood off, and it's Jericho. And it basically um, um, just beats the crap out of out of Paige and leaves him laying, leaves him bloody, which I thought was really good. Um, then, um, the next match it was a tag match was uh, uh, I'm sorry Whew. man Belgium was uh, SCU it was uh, Kazarian Sky uh, against the Lucha Brothers uh, SCU did some mic work before the match it sucked it got over like a fart in church um, <laughs> it's like, you know, Daniels was doing, had a heel, you know, doing the thing with the shirt on, the Jacksonville Suck shirt and that stuff, but man, it, it, then they started to get people to chant, I think the chant lasted for like two seconds, and, and it just tell, it's like, um, <laughs> uh, it's for, you know, it's like, they're, you know, trying to be, trying to get over it and just saying, you know, it ain't happening. Um, so, um, <laughs> they have the matcher thing, you know, it's basically it's just boom, 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 back and forth, back and forth, high, you know, big high spots behind, you know, high impact moves and everything. Then Daniels gets involved. Um, he's involved in the match and the ref just lets it go. So there's no rules and I guess there's no DQ. It's stupid because you're, um, you're booking yourself into a corner um, later on down the road because you can't have any kind of, you know, deep, well, I guess you can, I guess I think, but it's just stupid because people remember, you know. Um, so, I thought that was stupid, them get, uh, right now get involved that much. Uh, like I said, it's, it's, you know, it's the whole, it's the, you know, it's just the style nowadays, just back forth, just, 
So for what it was, you know, I'm sure people liked it. Like again, it's not my cup of tea, you know. But I watched it, and for what it was, it's good. Good match, you know. Um, after the match, um, the Lucha Brothers pulled out a ladder and got up on the ladder and cut the promo, uh, challenging the Bucks for the next show, uh, a ladder match for the next show. So uh, that was set up. So then, next match was. Uh, Shima and Omega. Uh, you know, like I said, it's it's all these matches are the same. They all everything's the same. It's all back and forth. Uh, high power moves, big splashes, a lot of hard impact. You know, and basically, it's, all these matches are the same. So, uh, but. You know, if that's what you like, it's, you know. Um, Omega took a hard bump on his neck um, off the top, and then um, he took a hard, another hard bump on the apron. It's just, um, he took a lot of hard bumps. Um, you know, I said, he's back and forth, you know, high impact. Uh, for what it was, it was you know that style. It's that it's you know if you're gonna do that style, I mean you, you know they're good at it. You just, you know, it's kind of like the you don't want to see two guys go out there and try to work like that that can't. It's kind of like the old uh, thing I always used to say. Uh, used to call redneck lucha. <laughs> you know um, if you I guess if you're gonna work like that, at least be good at. It. And these two guys, they they work good together. It seemed like. Uh, only thing is, there's just so many finishers too in this one. So many finishers. I mean, I, don't, I know you did the, the yeah, we did falsies back in the day and everything, but good night. Um, I don't know. It just seems like you, you what's gonna beat somebody, you know? But um, uh, they milked the, the was it the one winged angel or whatever? I mean, they milked it. So that was good. So when he hit it, he pinned him. So that was a good little build up there. So that was, I like, you know, that was good. Um, so, like I said, that match was, for what it was, it was good. Those guys worked good together. Jericho come out um, next and did a promo. Um, listening to him talk and everybody else in AEW, um, he makes everybody look so indie. Um, he's so good on the mic, and he's so much, in a, he's in another level to compare everybody else. Everybody else is just, uh, when they get out there and talk, it, it, you can tell it, it's, it's not even, it's, it's totally different. Um, but yeah, he, he's so good on the mic. Um, then, um, Paige runs in. Uh, security comes out, try to break them up. A few of the other wrestlers come pull apart. Uh, Jerry Lynn comes out. He's in the pull apart. It was good to see Jerry Lynn on TV. Uh, Jerry Lynn, he's in that category of just super nice guy. One of the nicest guys you'll ever meet in the wrestling business. Um, if you can't get along with Jerry Lynn, you got, you got a problem. Because Jerry Lynn is such a super nice guy. Uh, so it was good to see him. 
on TV and everything. But yeah, they did the pull apart and everything, and they finally got it done. You know, finished the that and everything, and then it's time for the main event. Um, Young Bucks. It's the Rhodes. Um, it's a really good match. Um, it's best Young Bucks match I've probably ever seen. Is they, I mean, yeah, they got in all the flying stuff, but you know they they wrestled. They worked the body. They got um, the Rhodes worked that body part. So it all wasn't just you know high spot, high spot. You know, super kick, high spot. You know, super kick, super kick, super kick, high spot. You know, just boom, 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 boom. So it was actually um, it was set up really good. Um, you know, it had some of today's style in it and everything, but, you know, it, it still was a really, really, really good match. Um, you know, it went back and forth, but it still, um, I really enjoyed it for, um, for a Young Bucks match. Um, because it wouldn't have looked right if they weren't out there and wouldn't let, you know, if they didn't do none of their stuff. Maybe, you know, it's Dustin and Cody out there. It looks stupid. I mean, they, they got us to do all their stuff, but... They spaced it out, spread it out perfect, you know. Um, so I, I actually really enjoyed that match. Um, the, you know, had a little bit of psychology to it and everything. Um, I thought uh, Cody was going to turn on Dustin. Uh, I just, I thought that from the get-go, before then that match even started, just, I don't know, I guess from the last show where he was bleeding like crazy and all that and everything. Uh, not the last show, but whenever when that show was. Um, when I left Dustin, he went, oh, Dustin was bleeding in our lap. Um, my match with Cody, I guess that was two shows ago. I just I just thought there was going to be a... And then they did a spot where something in Dustin, uh, I think Cody pushed one of the bucks into I can't remember. And then... It was like two times where they messed up, you know, which was good because it even if they weren't teasing a turn, it was good because they hadn't worked together in so long. So maybe you know that little psychology there where they're rusty, you know. Um, but yeah, I kept saying, "Oh, they're gonna he's gonna turn," and I figured I was gonna say, you know, Cody's gonna turn on Dustin, and they never did. So I was like, "Well, that was good," because I'm sure a lot of people thought it was going to, you know, going to happen too, and especially when they did those two little spots, they're like, oh man, here they go, they're going to turn it, but, you know, they didn't, um, you know, they got on the mic, Bucks got on the mic, and was, you know, fixing it, you know, they were starting to tell, basically tell them that, you know, basically, you know, the whole gimmick of them making fun of them was just, and they got cut off, and it's like, you know, for the people who don't understand Young Bucks' gimmick, uh, you know, there's just, you know, it's, it's haven't never watched them before, or just seen them for the first time, two times, whatever. Um, they think they needed that to let them know that, you know, they respected, you know, Dustin and everything, you know. And um, it's just, you know, basically them, you know, just having fun and everything, but they respect them. But it got cut off and it didn't make sense. Um, they could have gave him 10 more seconds to try to get it, you know, get it out and get it over with. Um, but they hit some music and out come, um, uh, was it, it was Omega, um, Brandy Rhodes, who else was it? Uh, I can't remember. The the con guy, the, the older con guy, the father, the father with, with all, the one that has all the money. 
and I can't remember who I was. They can brought a check out there, um, and they did a thing where, you know, that's the money they raised for the. It was some, some about the things like the shooting, uh, back in Jacksonville. I think that the, the um, was it like a Madden Bowl or something like that. Anyway, um, they um, raised a bunch of money and everything. Was presenting the check, which I think was just bad timing. They should have gave the bucks. Like I said, about 10, 15 more seconds. Try to get that across for people that hadn't seen them before. You know, because you know people are like, man, you know, these are disrespectful. You know, buttheads. But you know, anyway. Uh, but you know, and the people kind of, you know, they they cheered for the check and everything. And then Cody got on this thing and got on the on the stick and was like, basically, you know, was. Hyping up going to TNT and basically saying that you know we know we're we're starting a, a new thing and you know we're you know basically kind of hinting that you know we're going to war, which <laughs> that's a war they're going to lose. They want to go to war. They need to quit worrying about other people and worry about themselves. But. Anyway, then they gave the mic to Omega, and I just didn't. This just, I don't know. It, it, he, he was like, his little good night, uh, his little gimmick he does at the end, you know, at the end of his matches. The, and he said he's going to do something a little different tonight. I don't know. That just, it was like, y'all got to, that was a horrible way to end it. They should have did something, you know. I think I would have left it with Cody saying the thing, you know, we're going to TNT, you coming with this, you know. At least it was fired up because when I'm on the mic, it just like seemed like that people were like, yeah, yeah, you know, well, the people, you know, there, which, you know, they're all um, fans of, you know, of the A&E product, you know, so they're eating it up. And it's like, yeah, yeah, they're rabid, you know, rabid, you know, for it. And, and they handed the mic to Omega, and he's just like, I bid you adieu. And, you know, it's just like, hey, just the mood just died, you know. So I was like, they should, they don't, I don't think they think about stuff. Um, I think sometimes they, they gotta, I don't know. They gotta think, of, they need to quit thinking about getting their, doing their niche gimmicks think about you know I don't know it just I wouldn't let let the last pe person talk on the mic for the whole night be Kenny Omega with you know with just that um melatonin just I bid you a further ado or whatever the crap he said but um um I know I'm gonna get people if anybody does this this I'm people going to say I'm, I'm stupid, but I don't know. Uh, Jim Ross is, I don't know. He, um, a lot of times he call people by the wrong name. Um, I don't, I think he's there just collecting a check. It just, I don't know. I think it was too long a show for him. Too hot. That's another thing. Um, I know you, you want to do something in Jacksonville because that's where the home base is, I guess, for the, the cons. But good grief, don't do an outdoor show in July in Jacksonville. 
that's just crazy. It's too hot. You know? I mean, if you're going to do an outdoor show, do it. I don't know. I know, I know back in the day, Great American Bashes, they did outdoor shows, but I mean, when you're not established and you're doing it, I don't know. I just may rambling, I guess, but I don't know. JR just. I don't know. They just didn't. It just don't seem. I know he did, did the New Japan stuff on Axis, but. This stuff, he. I don't know. He just don't seem. Uh, I don't know if the word I'm looking for is. Because it's like 3 o'clock in the morning, so. Um. <laughs> um I don't know. He just don't. It, I think. I think they need to go a different direction, or at least until they go to TNT. Um, then I. I think I'd pull him until they go to TNT. Maybe just on all the shows, let him watch the product. You know, because it's. You know, some of these guys he don't have a clue who they are, so he can watch the product, see the guys. Um. Let him do, let, you know. Let him do some background on them. So when it comes, so when we they, when we watch it on TNT, you know, as fans, you know, Ross can give some background when they come out. You know, you know, if they're gonna have Marco stunt on TNT, good grief! Please let somebody know why. Like Cornette says, why there's twelve year olds in the ring? You know, give give make it. You know, give this little storyline. I guess he's, you know. The the fun size, you know, like the little candy bar. I don't, know. but you know, let let um, Ross, you know, I would. That's what I do, and then bring him out when it's on TNT, and, and he he knows who you know knows the guys, seen their matches, know their moves, know you know, go, and let him know the hit. He can go, you know, watch. He you know, study the history of of these guys. So when the general public don't have a clue who these guys are and they hear Jim Ross talking it gives them credibility and he can explain it better than some guy in a mask who which that, that is like Cornish, that is the stupidest thing you got a guy in a mask no rhyme or reason why he's in the mask or anything but when he, he'll just say something about somebody well, I don't know him since so you know well who are you to know so that's why I think Ross uh, they need to do that, but they won't do it. You know, they, you know, it's I've always said, why does the people that don't have a clue always get the money marks or, or have money to spend? The people that has a clue, knows how to do it right, can never get that break, never can have the money or have the backers, the money marks, you know? It's the way it is. I guess that's wrestling. But uh, overall, um, this product is not ready for TNT. Um, that last match, go go to TNT, could be on there easy. Um, um, SoCal and the Lucha Brothers, that match definitely, that could go on to TNT. The rest of that stuff, ugh. Those women matches, there's no way in the world I'd put that on TV. I'd be so embarrassed uh, put those women matches on TV. And I like women's matches. But those were not good women's matches. Uh, they got people 
too inexperienced in there. They don't need to be in there. Um, but they got to start. You know, they're going to keep showing these free shows to get people to um, learn their product. They got to get some storylines behind these people. Not necessarily storylines of the matches or angles, but background storylines of, of where these people are, where they're coming, why are they doing that, you know? It's, it's just basic, basic stuff, you know? Um, which, they, it goes back to the, I think the mentality of people running it don't realize what they're doing. They think, I guess they, you know, it's like Cornette says, I hate to keep saying, but so like I say that 50 million times, Cornette, going to what Cornette says, well, it's the truth. They hired all their buddies, you know, and all the indie darlings. They're indie darlings for a reason, ain't they? Yeah. You know? Um, so, you know, like I said, we'll see. I just, uh, you know, I'm hoping it does good because anytime there's more promotions, that means there's more places for the boys to work, you know? And even though half their crew are goofs right now, but I said, there is some good talent. Um, in, uh, Peter Avalon, um, I know he's really skinny and thin, but I think they somebody could really do something with that guy. Give him a gimmick, something. I think it because the kid can work. He's really good. Um, you know, today's style and everything. But uh, some of the stuff he did, uh, championship wrestling Hollywood man, it was really good. His heel stuff with Marquez um, when he had the strap there and everything. Um, so the guy has talent. He just you got to find it, and, you know, uh, but, yeah, I just, like I said, this show, you know, two matches, I think it was, uh, yeah, basically two matches, you could put on, um, TNT, you know, the Paige and Saban match, I guess you could, but, like I said, Paige looks so, so much, um, more, Big time, <laughs> if you want to call it, and saving. I mean, you could tell it was like, um, you know, back in the day, you'd have, you know, a lot of guys didn't want to go work the territory, you know, the champion, some of the territories, um, were, um, the smaller territories, you know, or something like, you know, you hear stories, but they didn't want to go, you know, go work them and everything because some of the talent was. You know, iffy, but it just—it it just don't. These two guys didn't look at the same way. I, I'm, I'm not knocking, um, knocking the guy. I mean, uh, you know, Sabian looks good. You know, he did like I said, but he just looks, you know, independent level. And Page looks, looks major league, you know, big time. Uh, so um, I don't know if there's anything else I was gonna ramble about. I guess it was just that. Um, I didn't watch, that's the only reason I watched, except for, oh, I watched that, you know, watching that Portland, um, and now, uh, gosh, I was going to do about 30 minutes, I'm already at almost an hour on here, anyway, that Portland, man, please get on YouTube, if you want to watch what wrestling, how to be a heel, man, Playboy Buddy Rose, 77, 78, 79, I'm up to 79 now on the Portland stuff, 
Um, oh my gosh, he was so good. Him and Wyskowski together, man, they were such good heels. Um, and man, what I liked about Portland, what I've noticed, um, and they didn't do it here in, like in the Tennessee Territory where I grew up watching, your champions lost. Um, you did the two out of three falls, and your champion would lose a fall, and, and they'd get beat clean. One, two, three. And, you know, I thought, I was like, what? In the first couple episodes I was watching, I was like, what? Man, they're, why are their champions doing the job right in the middle? And I was like, well, man, they can't. You know, because you think about it, growing up, you'd see guys, you know, working at, you know, they'd work, you have, you know, work at the, you know, champions. Like, he's not losing. There's no way they're going to be the champion. You know, I think that two or three falls and actually see their champion losing clean, it's like, it actually gives it hope that, hey, it actually could happen, you know. So, I actually really, you know, it's, it's that's part of booking I, I haven't seen, you know, especially growing up uh, watching the um, Gullish Jarrett territory and, you know, what a little bit of Continental and um, the Georgia. Basically, all the, I guess, Southern territories and they didn't do the... Um, Two out of three falls uh, on their stuff. So, like I say, you need that old saying you learn something every day. You know, I've learned that since watching that Portland stuff. But, man, yeah, if you get a chance to check it out, um, I think the guy's name is Testosterone Load or something like that. Uh, but, yeah, just go, you can um, just YouTube it, search it on YouTube. He has the most Portland stuff. But, yeah, watch that old, uh, it's up to 79 now. Um, it's kind of, it don't go, you know, totally in order because you know, the footage is so hard to find. And the quality is bad, but it's so rare it's going to be bad. Um, but it, I can actually, if I can, if I can overlook the quality, anybody can. But um, I'm up to where Piper comes in. Is in uh, Lonnie Main just passed on on the, the time period I'm watching. Um, he had just passed. Um, and Piper's back in there. Uh, it's P Piper... Killer Brooks, and they're with uh, Rhodes and uh, Rose and um, Wiskowski. They're doing a, like a four-man uh, heel faction. Which looks uh, you please if you if you like wrestling, watch it. It is so good. It's, it, it's you know storytelling. Just uh, Rose on being a heel is just amazing. And man, he could move too, but he was a lot smaller then. Um, okay, I've been rambling for an hour now. Um, so the three people that actually listen to this podcast, I really do appreciate it and everything. Um, I, I guess I need to start posting other places, let people know that 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 it's on there, and it can be. I think like it's pretty much on all the major uh, podcast things. You can uh, search on their thing and find it. Uh, so I'm out of time. It's like it's it's about in an hour here. So uh, I said I appreciate everybody for listening. Um, I said hopefully I'll get uh, Mark Gordy on here and we we'll can get our little wicked wicky little rant going. So thanks everybody for listening and um, take care. And we will. I don't know what I'm saying. It's like 3:30 in the morning. Anyway, thanks for listening and God bless.